0: Howdy neighbors, Ron Hayes, beef buzzing with you today with Ethan Lane as we talk about today's beef business climate in just a moment. Oklahoma Ag Mediation is
1: a program offered free of cost to agricultural producers. Cheyenne Sparks tells us more about the program.
0: Oklahoma Ag Mediation Program facilitates mediations across all 77 counties of Oklahoma. Anybody that is in agriculture, whether you're a lender, you're a producer, you work contracts, you have fence line disputes, family farm transitions. If you are in agriculture in any kind of conflict, we're here to help. And it's just to make sure that the conversation keeps going. For more information, you can go to okmediation.gov. Hi, I'm Monica Collison, President and CEO of Union Mutual Insurance. Like you, I have lived my life in rural Oklahoma. In fact, my family has farmed and ranched in our great state for over a 100 years. I know firsthand how important it is to protect your farm, ranch, or home with coverage you can count on every day. Union Mutual would be honored to protect your family with the finest insurance coverage you can buy. Call your local Union Mutual agent today or visit us on our website at unionmutualic.com. Cattle producers have endured a lot of hits over the last three or four years. Ethan Lane is Vice President for Governmental Relations for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association in the Washington, D.C. office. He says in a lot of cases, that's almost like cattle producers are waiting for the next shoe to
1: drop producers don't know where the next hit's going to come from, right? We see prices finally start to recover. We see them maybe recover, you know, faster than we would expect because of that herd liquidation. And then you have input costs come in and take that profit right back out of the of the transaction again. It's, it's disheartening, I think, for a lot of producers around the country that feel like they've done everything right. They've worked on their genetics, they've improved their herds, and they're making more on their cattle, and, and they're still not making a profit. Continuing to find some ways to to increase that, I was just in Idaho and heard a, a really good presentation from the folks at Agribeef that are doing that True West beef plant that's opening fairly soon in Jerome, Idaho. Some of those business models and those new packing plants that are much more sort of producer focused, that are really working with producers to make sure more of that beef dollar gets back to the ranch gate. And it was cool to see the reaction from the producers in the room, hearing about that, seeing some of those opportunities and seeing their marketing focus. And and I'm hopeful that we're going to see some more new facilities and new business models like that cropping up around the country as a result of this billion dollar processing capacity investment. Every ag economist in the country and any of them that are listening to this are gonna call me and say, don't say we need more hooks. You know, we, we've got plenty of hooks now with the with the contraction and that's true, but but do we have the right hooks around the country? Do we have the right mix? Do we have enough diversified options for producers to market into so that they feel like they have choices. And, and I think that's where our focus is right now. It's not necessarily just plus, 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 but, but how do we diversify that offering regionally as well as, you know, in size and, and kind of marketing niche? And I think that's where USDA is putting their focus, too. We were encouraged by some of the grants that they put out in this most recent round. Um, they, they're they focusing on those smaller smaller operations that can offer some of those new options for producers. So uh, we're going to keep pushing down that road, and we think that that's going to be a good avenue to work on regardless of, of what we see with the, the herd size and some of those other dynamics. I guess,
0: are you, are you pretty pleased with you know, what, what's going on as far as the dollars that have been pushed out?
1: Yeah, and I think there is some, I think there's a lot of, I, I don't want to call it experimentation, that's the wrong word, but, you know, let's see if some of these different models work, right? Because we know during the pandemic, direct-to-consumer is one of the biggest sort of explosive pieces that we saw. But, you know, in other parts of the country, and we know this, the numbers are not huge. I mean, a hundred head facility in Mississippi is a market move for producers down there. There are areas where you can have a lot of impact without a really, really big facility. And and so then the next question is, how do you keep that facility competitive with a 5,000-head facility in the middle of the country that has every efficiency, you know, benefiting them, and and that that connection with local consumers, keying into some of those locally raised products, making those you know those those connections with with uh, with our with our end users is is a big part of that, and and creating opportunities for producers to sell into those without having to reinvent the wheel to do it. Not every producer wants to get on Instagram and create their own brand and push that brand 24 hours a day. Some of them just want to raise cattle and sell them and and make money on them. And, and there need to be opportunities for both, and we think some of these investments that are being made are creating, you know, a lot of different opportunities like that, and that's the goal, right? Is not every not every facility should be a fit for every producer, right. and it can't be. But but if it's done right, the producers ought to be able to look around and say, I don't like that one, I don't like that one, but that one over there fits my business model pretty well.
0: NCBA's Ethan Lane, who says their organization believes it's the cattle producer who needs to have the right to make those kind of marketing decisions, not Uncle Sam. You've got the beef buzz on Ron. It's the 41st Annual Oklahoma Select Bull and Female Sale, Saturday, December 3rd, 1 p.m. at the Atoka Livestock Auction. The limousine and limflex offering will include 60 breeding-age bulls and 31 females, pairs and breads. Complete information data will be available on all bulls. View the catalog at AmericanCattleServices.com. For more information, contact American Cattle Services, 580-597-3006. The Oklahoma Select Bull and Female Sale, December 3rd, Atoka Livestock Auction. And that's your Beef Buzz. I'm Ron Hayes reporting.